Welcome and thank you for joining us today for the last Christian podcast. We're so blessed to have you join us. It's time again to join Brother J.D. Williams in seeking the hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, chasing away the worries of the world and replacing them with the blessed hope. Where in a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet, the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Brother J.D. Williams insists there must be a final person or last Christian to accept Christ before the sound of the trumpet. Will it happen today? Here now, Brother J.D. Williams. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Last Christian Podcast. My name is J.D. Williams, uh, the CEO of Ustreamit, parent company of the uh, Last Christian Podcast and the radio show, along with Revelation Radio. And today I have the distinct honor of uh, welcoming in uh, Mr. Branch Isil. And Branch, welcome to the uh, Last Christian Podcast. Good afternoon, J.D. Thanks so much for having me on. Well, I tell you what, uh, you're more than welcome. And I have looked at your material, and you put me to shame, sir. Um, I, I've, it, it's incredible. I've looked at your website, uh, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. But I've also looked at your books. Uh, and, you know, I, I think I asked you before the the thing started here, you know, what do I call you, author extraordinaire or or what? I mean, it, uh, what, what you have to offer is just incredible. Um, but first of all, before we even get into that, uh, tell me a little about, about you, uh, your background, uh, you know, just whatever you're comfortable telling us. Sure, thanks a lot. Um, I grew up in the 50s and 60s. Um, my parents were in the military, so we traveled quite a bit. Okay. That was a real blessing in terms of you know be, experiencing different cultures and people. Right. Uh, after high school, I went to college in Texas. Um, when I got out of college, I was a t- classroom teacher and a public school administrator for a short time. Then I went into the corporate world selling textbooks from one of the large um, educational publishing houses and did that for about 15 years. After my corporate career, I did some traveling and some studying, and I sort of tried to my life into more of a balance and, and less, you know, the rat race and, and the search and, and striving for success in the business world. Um, out of that experience, after another 15 years, I was moved to write my first book, and I thought I would only write one book, but it turned <laughs> out that 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 process um, kind of grabbed a hold of me. And now, you know, 25 years later and 22 books later, oh, wow. I'm still writing. So wow, wow. Well, you know, I could relate to a lot of what you said. I'm, I worked in the airline industry, so. Uh, working there, I had the opportunity to travel the world, and uh, I took yeah. I took full advantage of that. So I can relate to a little bit. You know, I didn't do the military thing, uh, but um, I, I did the travel part. Yeah, <laughs> I did that. Now, um, when did you come to Christ? Uh, I mean, a lot of your material here has a lot to do with Christianity. I know that I know that you uh, believe in the Lord and uh, that, that you're a good Christian man, but 
Uh, tell us a little bit about that backstory. Yeah, that was an interesting whirlwind over a lifespan. Uh, you know, as a child, we were what I call C and E Christians. Uh, we were, you know, Christmas and Easter. We were in okay. church. Okay. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of other exposure to it. And, but I always had this inner calling, you know, to, to come close to Christ. But I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know, you know, how to go about that. So it was something that was in the back of my mind, but was not a focal point of, of my experiences right. or my growing up. Okay. Um, out of my corporate life, I got into... I was living on both sides of the law, okay. and um, uh, you know I, I had a run in with the law, and that experience sort of changed my life. I knew at that point that I needed to change my direction and change my focus. But without the without the Christian background, I struggled, and I started looking at. Um, Eastern religions and mysticism and uh -huh. you know Buddhism yeah. and and all these yeah. other pathways to God, and it, none of it struck with me, you know. And then I had an I had an epiphany. I had an experience in which I was confronted by the Spirit of Christ, and right after that. I was arrested and facing 99 years in prison. Ooh. And so at that point, I hadn't, you know, embraced that epiphany. But out of that experience, um, I was released from that prison obligation. And right at that moment, I knew that I had to get back on the path to Christ. And so that's when my my journey got a focus and you know i always like to tell christians it's it's not an overnight experience and it's not a one-time decision right when you come to christ and when you invite him into your life it's just the beginning of the path and right. my journey was another 10 years on you know that path until i had a second epiphany and which really locked me into service and commission to serving Christ. So it's it's been, you know, half of my life has been living in the world's embrace and the second half of my life has been living in Christ's embrace. And there's a definite difference and oh, yeah. I've experienced both sides of that. Yeah. Uh, well, again, I can relate to a lot of that because um, uh, my listeners know that um, I walked away from the church when I was about 16 years old, but I called myself a Christian all my life. Uh, but I wasn't <laughs> at all. And um, I had a an experience in Galveston Bay as a non-swimmer that all of a sudden figured out they couldn't touch the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> and uh, some, way, some way for the first time didn't panic, but got back to shore because there was this inner voice, not an audible, but an inner voice telling me exactly what to do. And mm -hmm. taking that step by step to finally accepting Jesus Christ as my Savior, 
and then moving forward. So, you know, there there's a big, like, 50-year gap in there between leaving and coming back. And so um, I'm just glad that the rapture didn't happen. By the way, and I told you I was going to do this, what the purpose of this podcast is, and the radio show under the same name, Last Christian, is to locate that last individual to accept Jesus Christ before the rapture of the church. Now, I want you all to understand that just like there's a last play in any football game, you know, when the game is over, it's over. Well, the rapture happens one time, and it's over. So everyone that has accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior before the moment of that rapture, they're all going to meet in the air. Whether they accepted Christ living or dead, we're all going to meet in the air. And those that accept Jesus Christ after the rapture, they get to go through the tribulation period. And that's something that you just don't want to do. So, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior yet, please do. All you've got to do is ask the Lord for forgiveness of your sins. Tell Him that you know you're a sinner. Tell Him that you know Jesus Christ died for you. Tell Him that you know He rose after three days in the tomb that He ascended to be with the Father in heaven. He sits at His right hand and He promised us He's coming back for His church. If you haven't done that, please do. And when you do, you will find that peace that surpasses all understanding. And I wanted to bring that in there because had I done what I usually did in Galveston Bay and died, my fate would have been sealed. And I wouldn't have even known it. <laughs> you know, uh, the Lord, I, I looked at that as my moment where the Lord saved me to be saved. That's how I look at it. Now, getting back to you, what was the very first book you wrote and what inspired you to write it? The first book is called God, I Believe. And I wrote it basically for fallen away Christians and seekers and searchers of truth. Um, you know, I used to run into a lot of people and they talk about well, what is Christianity all about and this is what I hear and this is what I believe and maybe I want to be a Buddhist. Yeah. Um, you know, there's this confusion yeah. and there's so many fallen away Christians in and out of the church that I wanted to write a comparative study for the layman. So what the book is about is it takes 10 fundamental questions and it asks the eight religion and spiritual belief systems that are practiced in the world today, asks them each those same 10 questions. And so the answers are the primary part of the book. So if, if there's somebody who says, well, I want to be a Christian, but I don't know much about it. Uh, but maybe I want to be a Buddhist, and I don't know much yeah, about that. Yeah. They can read this book, and, and they get the answers to the same 10 questions. And hopefully, it allows people to have a, a fundamental understanding so that then they can say, okay, now that I know more, this is the path that I want to, I want to take. And that's the, the foundation of the book. And um, it's, it's written primarily for fallen Christians and those people who are not committed yet to a spiritual path. Okay. But the, the, the guide, the main guide is to get them to accept Christianity. Is that right? Yes. The, the, okay. the theme of all of my writing is the power of Christ and, and okay. why you want to consider Christ yeah. in your life. Okay. I mean, okay. that's the underlying theme. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was pretty sure, but I just wanted to make sure about that. Um, also, um, I, I can tell you, I was one of those fallen away Christians. 
So, you know, I could, I would have uh, really appreciated your book at that time because you are looking uh, for that spiritual path. I mean, for me personally, uh, and I won't, I won't mention the specific religion. I think you could figure this one out for yourself. But I was, I was interested in a religion that would allow me to do what I was doing, and you know, that was okay. You know, if you do that. That, that's okay. You get a pass on that one. Um, as long as you follow all the rest of it, you're okay. And I figured out, uh, I, I went through all the indoctrination on that and all this stuff, and I figured out before I uh, actually joined that particular uh, denomination that they were wrong. <laughs> and it wasn't for me. Uh, thank God uh, for that. But... Um, Anyway, I can I can get into that falling away thing. I, I think a lot of people can, and I think uh, I think that book will help many many people. Now, you have published how many books? I mean, I, I saw a whole bunch of them. Uh, we're up to twenty two, I think. Now we, I'm working on two currently. But wow, uh, wow! How do you find the time? I mean, you know. I, I I got a friend that wrote one book. He's got like, well, he actually wrote three books, but you know, he's got five editions of the thing, and you got twenty two. That's incredible. I mean, uh, do you where, where do you find your inspiration? Well, it's it's interesting. You know, I just like the first book um, for the fallen away Christians, having you know been in that experience for a while myself. Uh, I have a keen sense of observation. You know, I'm a believer that God gives each of us some talent or some skill, and mine is this keen sense of observation. So, like, if I go to a coffee shop and I sit there and and am very still, it's interesting that people will talk and converse and tell each other, you know, too much information. Right. about what's going on in their lives right. and about other people. And in overhearing that and watching behaviors and mannerisms, it often gives me a, a trigger for an idea. And that's where the, the story then comes from that, yeah. from what I've seen or heard. you know, and, and I take that as the pivotal point and build a story to tell you know, from that particular instance. So it's, it's observing and commenting Okay. on my on my world and I write for adults so I'm primarily you know focused on adult situations okay. good bad and ugly okay. well uh, one thing uh, really caught my attention one thing that really caught my attention about your writings is that you do have something on end time prophecy and you know, that's a, a focus of of mine as you know um, how deep do you get into that, number one? And number two, more importantly, do you see it playing out right now on the world stage? Well, let's go number two first, because definitely, yes. Um, my belief is we are in the end times right now. Uh, I've been studying the end times for the last seven years, and most of my writing now and most of my podcasts are 
for programs that are interested in learning more about the end times mm -hmm. because it is coming to pass every day. You know, a lot of people, when we talk about the end times, you talk about the rapture. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. People don't know much about the end times. They, they've all heard about the rapture. They've all heard about the Antichrist. They all know the number 666. Right. Some of them have heard about the third temple. So there's some, you know, there's some things that everyone in the world is going to see or experience in these end times. But there's a lot of precursor steps that have to take place before that can happen. And so my focus now is on helping people become aware of the things that are taking place in our daily lives that are in the news every day right. that are the incremental steps that are going to lead to, you know, the big end time events that right. um, we're all going to see happen. And, and that's the whole purpose is to help people become aware that now today is the time to get right with the Lord and get Get your life, Amen. Because you don't want to, you don't want to miss the rapture, no. <laughs> and you certainly don't want to be here after the rapture. <laughs> no, absolutely uh, not. You know, and and so many people are just ignoring what's going on. I mean, we're bombarded, and everybody is struggling. You know, economically, socially, politically, religiously, there's so much struggle going on in our lives. It's easy. You know, to put the end times like, well, that's something that's, you know, going to count far down the road or yeah. after I'm gone. That's yeah. not right. It's on the way and it's coming soon. Yes, I agree with you 100%. Uh, we've uh, actually been studying Ezekiel 38, Isaiah 17, 1, uh, two prophecies that, that we see uh, that either one could be fulfilled at any moment, actually. Um, Israel signed, as you know, a... Uh, gas deal uh, with Egypt and also the European Union, what a lot of people don't realize is that they also signed through Egypt, by the way, not, they, they, they can't do it with, uh, with these countries specifically, but they've actually signed uh, gas deals with Syria, with Lebanon, uh, can't remember what the other one was. Uh, now, uh, you know, obviously these countries hate Israel, so they're not about to sign a, a gas deal with them, but they're friends with Egypt. So what, what's happening is, is that Israel is selling their gas to Egypt, and Egypt takes the Israeli sticker off and throws an Egyptian sticker on it, and they sell it to these other countries. So here in just the last few weeks, Israel has become the number one gas supplier in the world. They, and what they've done is they've taken away the biggest customers that Russia ever had. And Ezekiel 38.4 tells us that, that uh, Russia will form the great coalition to come against Israel and that they're not coming for political reasons. And they're, they're not coming for any reason other than spoil. And right now, with Israel being their number one competitor, there you go. So... Uh, all that's playing out right now. So I see the end times, and you've I've honestly, you've studied it, uh, and I, I think you're ahead of the game on that. So I'm not really sure uh, what comes first, the destruction of Damascus or Gog Magog, but uh, that's something we're getting into on the last Christian radio show. People can tune into that on Revelation Radio. So um, Now, 22 books, 
um, are all of them in the uh, religious uh, genre, or or do you go into other areas as well? No, I touch on other areas. I I have four nonfiction books, and then I have eighteen fiction books. And okay. of the eighteen, fifteen of those are basically for the secular market. Okay. Um, you know, I'm 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 writing stories that people will identify with in the story. They can identify with a situation that they may be experiencing, and then the idea behind the story is a lesson to be learned or a moral or ethics okay. point okay. to be made that they can then take and apply in their lives. So okay. it's both secular and for the Christian market. Okay. Well, you got a selection, and that, that helps. Can you tell us the name of the website and uh, maybe a few of the other book titles that, that you'd like to get out there? Sure. Uh, the website is easy. It's just my name, Branch, like a tree, Isole, I-S, like Sam, O-L-E. Uh, I've also got a YouTube channel under the same name where we post a lot of free material to read. Uh, you said something earlier about the end times. I've got 11 different series on the end times. So okay. if somebody wants to, you know, start with real basics to try and understand, they can just go through the series and it lays out, you know, from the first steps all the way to the second coming and Armageddon. And okay. uh, so real easy to find. Just Google my name is the easiest way. And that brings up all of my links and my website and all the information that people might want to, you know, pursue. Okay. And I apologize. I, I obviously <laughs> mispronounced your last name. I guess I should have clarified that before we started, but I, I, wanted, I, I want you to get the pronunciation correct on that. So if you don't mind, I called you Bruce uh, Branch Isel. Uh, correct me on that. <laughs> No, every everybody does, JD. Everybody does. Um, it's uh, we we pronounce it Isole. It was not my given name. Okay, um, it it was a name that I chose when I got on the spiritual path. You know, okay. God instructed okay. me to change my name, and I, I knew I wanted my last name to be I S O L E because it stands for I serve only Lord Emmanuel. Okay, but I. I, I didn't know what I want. I thought, oh, I like Joshua. Maybe I'll make that my first name. And <laughs> I didn't do anything with the name change for two years. And for two years, I sat on it. And I was doing a Bible study with a, a young couple when I lived in Maui. And I opened up the Bible and I looked down and I was at Zechariah three eight, and it says, "I will raise up Joshua my branch." And God told me right there, he said, that's your new name, Branch Isole. There you go. And, and it's pronounced Isole only because I was living in Hawaii at the time. <laughs> and in the Hawaiian language, that's the way it's pronounced. All right. Well, that, that's a good story in itself right there. Now, you said that you've traveled extensively, uh, mainly through with the military life and all that. Uh, what's one of your favorite destinations? Mine was Ireland, by the way. Wow. Well, I was born in Japan, but don't remember much of that. And I lived both on the West Coast and the East Coast um, for my dad's military stations. I did my high school years in Germany. And of course, that was a great experience for that age. Yeah. 
And when I was there, um, the war had just ended. There was still a lot of reconstruction going on. I was there in the early 60s. Okay. So it was a completely different Europe at that yeah. time. But I, I, you know, I really enjoyed that being at that uh, growth period in my life and, and being able to experience as a teenager uh, all the things that Europe had to offer. Well, one thing, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot on one thing. I promised you before the show I wasn't going to do this, but I am anyway. So, okay. I don't think it's too much of a spot. Every author that I've ever talked to says that, you know, the, a, a book is sort of like, you know, this is my baby. This is, you know, this is something that's really special to me, right? So here's my on-the-spot question. Which book is your favorite? That's a great question. Uh, <laughs> my favorite book is the next book. They're perfect answer. That is a perfect, perfect, perfect answer. And you got twenty-two of them to choose from. So, if I had twenty-two children, I couldn't, I couldn't pick out, uh, I couldn't pick out one out of twenty-two. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, well, once again, please give us the name of of your website and also your podcast. Uh, if, if you're still running, a, uh, I, I didn't even know you were still running a podcast. I thought you just had the book and that type of thing. But uh, give us the name of your uh, website, podcast, uh, where we can locate you, how we can get in touch with you, and then anything else that, that you would like people to know. Sure. Thanks so much, Eddie. Just my name, Branch Soleil. Um, like say, you can Google that. I'm the only one, so you don't go through a lot of pages. It'll come right up, okay. and then you know it'll give you all of the links. Uh, same with my YouTube channel, just my name, Branch Isole. All right. And now, do do you still do? You, are you still running a podcast? Or uh, you know, I I'm yes and no. I, I am, of but I'm I'm. Well, I, I'm being a guest on so many, uh, you know, yeah. in the guest spot. Uh, yeah. I put the my own on. I put my own on hold, but I'm, I'm getting back to it. I'm, okay. I'm getting people asking me, you know, can you do a podcast where we can ask questions? Right. And so I'm looking at doing a, a short podcast, you know, with some information primarily about end times, and then inviting them to ask questions if, if they want to go a little deeper. Okay, and I know that you said that uh, that your books are available on your site, uh, and uh, we'll have that on the screen sure. for everybody to see. Uh, are they available in any other locations, or, or are you taking that exclusively there? No, no, they're available virtually everywhere. Amazon, okay. you know, okay. Apple Store, okay. Barnes okay. and Noble, anywhere where you would get you know eBooks and book and paperbacks, you can get them. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, I know I've I've seen a couple of the titles, and there's a couple that I that that I'm very interested in getting personally. So, I look forward into looking into that a little bit more. Also, uh, do encourage people to go to his website. Uh, there's a lot of information there, more than we can cover in a very very short period of time. So, I may have you back on in the future uh, to get more in uh, more in depth about your work. But I do want to thank you for uh, coming on the Last Christian Podcast today. I, I hope we got uh, got in enough information, but if there's anything else at all that you would like to get out there, this is your shot. All right. Don't risk being the last Christian. 
<laughs> there you go. That is perfect. And I do, again, thank you for coming on the Last Christian Podcast. And uh, again, I encourage everybody to come out there. But thank you so much uh, for being on today. My pleasure, Davey. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for The Last Christian Podcast. And please be sure to tune in every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Time for an all-new edition of this prophetic series as we continue the search for The Last Christian. And remember, The Last Christian Radio Show with hosts J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley is now available on Evangelism Radio and Revelation Radio both broadcasting to all 50 states and more than 160 countries around the world. For more information or broadcast times in your area, please visit www.lastchristian.net or www.revelationradio.net. Until next week or until the trumpet sounds, may God bless you. <laughs>